My name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Why Not? Not? Oh my gosh. Back at it again. Ooh, here we are. Uh, Hey, Marissa. Hey, Kaya. Do you remember when I... We didn't record that entire podcast we recorded last week. Oh, yeah. That was fun. So uh, fun. I literally, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode. I'm sorry. Uh, I explained how, yeah, we recorded a whole episode. We sure did. And uh, and uh, I didn't really record at all. We were talking into a microphone that just simply wasn't plugged in. So how fun is that? So fun. So much fun. It was so good, too. You know what, though? It's going to be even better this time around. It's going to be like, it's going to be the hottest stuff. Yeah. Hot stuff. Because now we have simplified what we're going to talk about. Yeah. We, you, now we know. We've started in one direction. We've we've honed. Yes. We're like a pack of dogs on a subject. Because <laughs> we did jump around quite a bit. I agree. I agree. Let's yeah. do it. Hey, so you clicked on a podcast that's called... Marissa came up with the title. I did. Say it. CGI. What? <laughs> yeah. Because... CGI, computer-generated imagery, can be great, it can be wonderful, it can be magical, and sometimes it could be an utter nightmare. Nightmare. (laughs) You knew I was going with that. And so, like, um, we both saw Cats. And I loved it. And I kind of maybe was okay. Okay, this is the thing. I like Cats, sort of the musical. (laughs) Like, I respect the existence of the musical Cats. Yeah, it was one of the longest-running shows on Broadway. It can't be bad. I know, yeah. So, like, but I think it should have just stayed in the theater. I think the theater could have just had Cats, and that would have been okay. But I haven't seen Cats, but I like Cats. I knew some of the songs going into it, as everyone does, Mm -hmm. because you can't escape it somehow. I don't know. Memory is just... Jellico cats and Jellico too. You know, that like that, you know? Yes. And I really liked the songs because I like cats a lot. I own two. Well, mm. I have two. Yeah, you never own, Don't a, own cat. a cat. Um, I do run their Instagram. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out. <laughs> <laughs> to Tigra the Black Cat, T I G R A, Tigra. At Tigra the Black Cat. And, um,. I did do some uh, looking into Cats because my boyfriend actually really likes the musical. It was a big part of their family, like wore out the VHS tape, loved it so mm-hmm. much. And so he was really excited to go see it. And I was like, cool. It is one of the first <laughs> times you've been more excited about something than I have for a musical. Musical. And I really like the dance numbers were extremely amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I saw like a per production in a movie you know and yeah. then there was that tap dancing sequence the last full-length tap dance sequence wasn't like the muppet movie in 2012 mm-hmm. so that was beautiful and like that cat was totally my cat goby <laughs> and i need to get him little suspenders you're gonna get your cat suspenders because of this movie yeah totally. wow mm-hmm. um yeah, like, I uh, I just think this could have just stayed a stage play. I don't think they ever should have made a movie of this, just because, holy gosh, this was the thing. I was excited mm-hmm. originally when I when there was, like, going to be Cats, the movie, yeah. okay? Tom Hooper, director. Yep. He, he did Les Mis, which is, like, the most gorgeous musical movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like, live singing. Like, it, 
it's so good. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's so good. So I had high hopes for cats. Yeah. And I had been, you know, following the project and a featurette came out, I think like maybe a year or so ago. Yeah. It had like Taylor Swift in it, it had everybody in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they mentioned digital fur technology. Oh, that term bothers me. <laughs> okay. And when they said, they said, oh, you know, we're not going to be doing uh, any of the makeup or the costumes. It's going to be all digital fur technology. And in my head, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. It was. And it, and the thing is, is so this, this film obviously has horrible reviews yeah nightmarish reviews and um and i don't think that you i don't think it's as bad as some of the reviews make it out to be but it is true that the cgi in it is not great and a lot of it is rushed so the like the the version i saw Mm -hmm. because it's so rushed in fact that people are seeing different versions in theaters yep so um, the version I saw, yeah, had the Judy Dench hands with her mm-hmm. actual wedding 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 wing. Wedding wing. Her wedding wing. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had one of the main characters, the the um, name tag around his neck kept disappearing. Yep. Uh, actually went inside of his body at one point. Yep. Victoria, the cat that they added for the movie edition. Yep. Uh, her feet just like are constantly floating when she's doing her ballerina moves. Which are beautiful, so it's extra upsetting. Yeah, she is... The thing is, is everybody in this is very talented. You know, singing is good, the dancing is good. Um, I just feel like all the CGI did was just make it a joke. And that was, like, super unfortunate. It made it so that other people that aren't usually into Broadway, like, they don't understand the idea, original concept for cats in general. Mm -hmm. Or, like, know that it's not, like, technically a linear story and stuff like that. It's, like basically monologue songs yeah and with like a very loose idea of a plot line so when they went to go see it because the cgi made them look naked and weird it made the other things more unforgiving like all the bad cat puns which i personally appreciated personally appreciated I love me a good pun. I, I love tell. me a good bad pun, even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could forgive all of that and the, like, awkward things that they did as, uh, quote, cats. Like, yeah. uh, breathing in each other's scent from the face is a thing cats do. They get right up yeah. and they smell but mouths. When, like, when people do it and they look naked, it's awkward. It's a little weird. You don't want naked people smelling your breath. I don't want anybody that close to Judy Dench. She's a she's a prized possession, and I I, di- I just didn't like all those people all smelling her. Everybody was smelling each other. I didn't. There is something um, erotic about the film, but not in a way that is nice. I don't know. There's just. It's just awkward. Absolutely. It's absolutely super awkward. No, I agree. But also, I own cats. I open my mouth and let my cat just put its little nose right in there Aww. all the time. But that's like cute. That's what I could eat him. <laughs> Don't eat your cat, Marissa. Yeah. Don't eat him. I know he's Getting cute. In there. I know he's scrumptious. You can't eat him. Getting in there. I have licked him before when he did that because I was like, get out of my face. Get out of my face. And he was like, like, how do you like it? it? So I just licked Blah. him on the face. Blah. He ran away. Yeah, that's, that's a god taste of his own medicine. Yeah, there you go. Didn't like it, but um, 
Yeah, I thought it was funny because a lot of the reviews were obviously just people that just didn't know what Cats was. Right. And I think it's funny that they even tried to, they put things in it to make it have some kind of plot. Like a main character. They put a main character in, like a fish out of water, you know, who's not familiar with the world. They did like typical stuff that you do in script writing to like make it easy for your audience to understand what's going on. Yep. But it's like, it's just cats. It's cats. Just let it be cats. I do have some things about cats. Cats, the musical or the species? The musical. Tell it. I also have things about the species, but that's let neither me here nor let there. Let me hear some cat facts. So, cat where facts. do I write my cat facts? Cat oh, facts. Right. In the back of this page. So, originally, so, of course, Cats, the musical, is based off of a series of poems done by T.S. Eliot. And my boyfriend and I just got the book, and he's going to read me the poems. Aww. And I've already heard one of them. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, because it's about... The scene that is put into the movie where they're Mm -hmm. on the, uh, spoilers, some of the cats get kidnapped and they're on the docks. Like that cat's in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cute. It's really cute the way he's written. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is there. (laughs) But he's not in the actual musical. No. So I thought that was at least nice that they were pulling from source material. But anyway, so T.S. Eliot wrote these series of poems and they're beautiful. And Disney tried to buy the rights for it. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. T.S. Eliot was like, no? Because he didn't want the cats to be cats. Like, he didn't want them to be like the Aristocats looking or Puss in Boots style. He wanted oh, it to be people. Okay, yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, what what is it? Jellicle cats? Jellicle cats. Do you know where Jellicle comes from? No. So it was T.S. Eliot's three-year-old niece trying to say, dear little cat. It came out as Jellicle. Dear little. It's so cute. So Jellicle cats are basically just dear little cats for a three-year-old. That's amazing. That was like one of the main things. It's like, what the hell is a Jellicle cat? Like, people didn't understand. This is like some freaking Alice in Wonderland shit. Right. Like, this is some made-up nonsense stuff Mm -hmm. that, like, only the artist personally understands unless, you know, you do some deep dive. So Right. um, You have to give yourself to that. I mean, hey, Jellicle cats has been stuck in my head for, like, three weeks straight. So, did something. Jellicle cats. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, like, I would like to see it again, but like in a sort of midnight movie yeah. type scenario mm-hmm. where perhaps I am also acting out scenes from the film as it's happening because like the musical theater nerd in me is like present and available. <laughs> it's It would be a sight to yes. see. I think that they uh, didn't need... Digital fur technology. They didn't need to. Yeah. So that's the that's what we're talking about today is CGI. You know, like when is it good? When is it bad? When is it a nightmare factory? And what are our opinions on it? Oh, yeah. So but first, let's take a little breaky break. Oh, a little breaky break. Yeah. And let's listen to a uh, an ad from another podcast on our network. So below media. Oh, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's lead into it. <laughs> Let's lead into the thing. Got some more cat facts. So I uh, actually, something to jump into the world of CGI and tie it in with what we were just talking about, cats. Mm-hmm. Good old Sir Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. when he was asked about digital fur technology. I'm sorry, that's... It's an Digital inappropriate fur thing. It's CGI. Just DFT. Get over it. You don't want. You don't like DFT. <laughs> I don't like that DFT. <laughs> I don't like when someone said, "Oh, so you're using CGI?" The director said, "No, we're using digital fur technology." <laughs> like, um, I'm always, you know, DTF, but no DFT. Okay. <laughs> no DFT. You get that DFT out of here. Yeah. Get the DFT <laughs> out of here. Oh my God. Yeah. Gonna start using that. That's a beautiful thing. Okay. So, what did Mr. Sawyer McKellen? On Entertainment Tonight, he said, The stage show Cats is not about a lot of people convincing as cats, but was about human beings discovering their inner cat-like nature and was highly successful. When it was now being done in film, the temptation, I think, must have been to turn those actors into cats, like the Lion King, and make them look like cats. But they're not real cats. There are people playing cats, and that is the notion of the film, and it's being done wittingly, I think, and particularly the dancers. To see a young person discovering the cat in them, your jaw just drops with delight. I love him so much. I know. He's so He was the best part of that movie. He is absolutely the best part of that movie. His song, picking him to do that song, Mm -hmm. the character, all of it. It also, you know, not to like say just because this actor and I know that he does a lot, but there was a Shakespearean element to it. Yeah. His part was almost the most understandable to me just because he's able to just with the way that he speaks and the way that he emotes. Mm -hmm. He's just so it's like there's a level of empathy that's like, I don't even need words to make sense. And I know what you're putting down, Mr. Serene McKellen. So it's like his his little bit of the film was like mm-hmm. so good. And I'm disappointed that it's wrapped in DFT. I think part of it, though, is also we are more willing to forgive him as an actor. So our, our like audience participation for him, it's all for him. He can be doing yeah. whatever, but we appreciate him so much that it doesn't really quite matter what he looks like. Yeah. But however he's doing whatever he's doing, he's doing it the best. The best. So it's easier to forgive him, whereas like a lot of the other CGI elements, you just, you couldn't. You mm-hmm. couldn't really look at it and be like, yes, I'm willing to look at this for the next two hours and be fine with it. <laughs> I wasn't fine the whole time watching this movie, Mm -mm. even though I really liked it. I liked all the songs, and like I said, the dancing was amazing. I think they could have done CGI ears and tails, and it would have added, because I have seen Mm -hmm. some bits of the play, and I'm sorry, little floppy tails is not how cats do. Cats walk around all proud and happy, their tails going I think they could have done just a mixture, Mm -hmm. and I just think that the technology is not there. And it starts something that... When we recorded this podcast earlier, we touched on, which was the Uncanny Valley. Yes. This idea that, like, something is so, it's trying so hard to be human, and we're looking at it, and we know it's not right, that it it induces this cringe feeling and this yuck feeling, and it makes us retract. And it's just like, that's what Katz is doing, like, 99% of the film, is this horrible, uncanny feeling. 
Like we know what they're trying to do, but it's not working. The Uncanny Valley suggests that humanoid objects imperfectly resemble actual human beings, provoke unnecessary or strongly familiar feelings of unease. The Uncanny Valley was uh, originally applied to robots and was translated in the book Robots, Fact, Fiction, and Prediction in 1978 that's kind of where it came from Mm -hmm. so that's where we get the uncanny valley it was also like a psychological term just like didn't have words yet yeah but it has been a thing and like is extremely found in robots Mm -hmm. it's uh i highly recommend googling uncanny valley and seeing all the nightmare versions of what humans could look like and they aren't human, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot of robots. It's a lot of CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my gosh! So also. that's some CGI uncan 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 valley uncan Uncon valley uncan valley where the potatoes grow freely. I don't know where that went. Anyway, but um, they yeah, like that was very famously the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. everything was six months or so ago, but like. Some amount of months ago, the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog dropped and the mm-hmm. internet exploded because Sonic like had teeth and human hands and like creepy shit. And he didn't look like Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope. He looked, he looked like a human. He looked like a who wearing pajamas. <laughs> oh, God. But it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. And also, if you said anything negative on the internet about the original Sonic trailer, please go see the real Sonic movie. They actually did what we asked them to do and changed it. New trailer dropped and they... They made him look like Sonic. They were mu- They mm-hmm. removed. They removed the human. Mm-hmm. They leaned into the the actual like what Sonic the Hedgehog looks right. like. And now suddenly, the movie seems like it might be kind of all right. It's gonna be great. I mean, I was gonna see it to begin with because I love Jim Carrey. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you're back. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's crazy that like the Uncanny Valley can essentially put a movie on its knees and like completely. Mm-hmm. They had to completely re-edit. Too many teeth. Too many teeth. Get rid of them teeth. Sonic don't have teeth like that. I almost could have forgiven everything else if it hadn't have been for those teeth. It's horrifying. Nightmare Factory. But, I mean, um, you know, Star Wars just came out. Yes. So, like, you know, Star Wars is, you know, they bring people back from the dead, which is a little creepy. So, yes. Um, The de-aging technology are just, like, completely bringing in someone from the dead, Mm -hmm. those bother me for a lot of (laughs) different reasons. De-aging technology, I think, is uh, just not there yet. Eventually, it will be fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think bringing people back from the dead is uh, insulting. Yeah. You know, they did it in Rogue One Mm -hmm. with Grand Marf Tarkin. Um, And he looks like a cartoon. He looks so weird when he's talking to other people. And the horrible thing is, is like, when it came out brand new, it looked weird. Mm-hmm. As we all know, CGI does not age well. Mm-hmm. There is like literally, except for like Jurassic Park, which was mixed with practical. Yes. Like CGI does not age well. So the fact that literally I saw that movie opening day and yeah. that shit looked already shitty. If um, it was in a cartoon, it would have looked great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's an advertising ploy. I think it can be. I think it shows our uh, unwillingness to try and and fix things in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Because that's my biggest thing about why I don't like CGI that much. I, I like it for some things, definitely. I also like, you know, um, computer-generated 
movies like ones in their entirety i think that's a lot better because it has shown like a change in animation style i don't mind that at all i went to go see um scary stories to tell in the dark mm-hmm. i didn't do research into it i mean i knew the book so i was excited to see it because i like the stories yeah and the drawings are the scariest part so seeing those come to life was going to be super cool mm-hmm. but then when i was watching it i felt bad i liked it so much because i thought everything in it was cgi and i was like oh man i like this i like this a lot i think it looks really good and then i found out it's like 95 percent practical effects <laughs> and i was like my heart knew that this was good because it was good yeah. practical effects you know you have to think on your feet or rewrite a thing because mm-hmm. you need to move around some more and yeah. I think CGI just makes it lazy. Yeah. There's no reason we need to bring people back from the dead. Yeah. We just write around them. Absolutely. Make mention of and never show. You don't need to show your audience everything. So yeah. that's why that's why I don't like CGI that much. It makes us lazy. Agreed. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I would like to bring up something um, that we didn't talk about last time Ooh. that I missed. I, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Baby Yoda. Okay. Yes. Okay, Baby Yoda, ta- Baby Yoda taking the universe, universe, the whole verse, the whole verse. It's taking it by storm. Okay, internet loves Baby Yoda. I love boomers Baby Yoda. love Baby Yoda. Millennials love Baby Yoda. Gen X, every person, my every, cats, cats love Baby Yoda. Okay, I find it hilarious. Now they they do use uh, CGI. Yes. For some, you know, instances. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that you immediately know when they're using CGI. I feel like there are times when I'm like, oh, now it's CGI, Baby Yoda. But, I care less. Yeah, I care <laughs> less. I'm like, oh, Baby Yoda just got a hundred times less cute. Still yep. cute, though. Um, but they use a puppet. Yeah. They use a puppet like the original Yoda for lots of scenes. Mm-hmm. And there was one scene, behind the scene thing that happened where Werner Herzog lost his fucking shit because they did the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda's next to him, okay? It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the many scenes. Watch The Mandalorian if you like haven't it, seen it. It's when he puts his little hand out. Oh, my God. He, when he puts his little hand out. Like, I'm gonna do it. I didn't know. Then he gets picked up and just put back into the carrier like, no. I didn't know. Like, my heart fell down to my feet. Mm-hmm. My heart was in my feet. Mm-hmm. Someone has to do a study on what happened in the brain of everybody for Baby Yoda. I, oh my, but I, oh, I'm just thinking about Baby Yoda. I can't even speak. <laughs> Too cute. Okay, but, okay, so they, they did the scene with Werner Herzog. Now, yeah. if you don't know who Werner Herzog is, that's fair. Google that shit, though. He's amazing. He, he's a, a wonderful director and a wonderful actor. Uh, but anyway, they did the whole scene with Puppet Yoda, okay, mm-hmm. or Puppet Baby Yoda, the, the child. The child. <laughs> I know, his character name is the child, but Baby Yoda. Well, we don't know what they're called. Yeah, we don't know their species yet. We'll Tridactyls get... is an internet thing. Oh, tridactyl. Because they three, got three fingers. Three little fingers. And uh, so they did the whole scene with the puppet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, Werner, great job. We're going to take the the baby Yoda out of the thing, out of the little bassinet, you know, little yeah. digital bassinet. We're going to take it out. We're going to do the scene one more time. And Werner Herzog was like, why? Yeah. And they're like, oh, because in case we want to do a digital version of the baby Yoda in the scene, we don't want the puppet in there. And Werner Herzog lost his shit. Good. He <laughs> refused to do the scene. Good he was job. like, this is ridiculous. Make a decision now. There's yeah. no reason why it can't be the puppet. There's no reason we should be doing this scene a second time if we don't have to. I mean, this is a man who started an independent cinema. Mm-hmm 
guerrilla filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely epic. And he's on this huge, big Disney production, and he put it to a like they halted production for yeah. a split second because he simply refused to do the scene, and they didn't. Yep. So there's a reason, at least for that part, where that's straight up puppet Yoda because Werner Herzog was like, "No, I am not doing a scene with this empty crib." It's also awesome. I'm sure he did a lot of moral reasons, as one should. But I'm sure also somewhere in his filmmaker brain, he went, what a waste of money. Yeah, waste we of money, waste of time. We have the puppet and yeah. the person. Why are we filming something longer and then doing it in post, paying more people yeah. to make a digital thing when we already have the I thing? I would bet everything that if that baby Yoda had been digital 100%, it not would, as good. It would not have been no what it is. No way. I think the fact that it was a, it is a puppet most mm-hmm. of the time. That's what makes it so grounded and like it's so tangible. Real, tangible. Fuck yeah, Marissa. When tangible. he brings that little blanket down, you see his little tiny face for oh the first my time. God. You can feel a person behind it because it literally is a person. I don't it. even want kids, and I want a baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. Oh my god, population explosion everybody wants their little baby yodas oh my god he's playing with the little silver ball thing i know he just takes god. it off damn it's so cute anyway he's like chewing on the frog and that's something like really interesting like a directorial decision you know the original mm-hmm. yoda was a puppet yes something about you know to keep the star wars you know universe intact continuing to make him a puppet i think it makes more sense absolutely so i'm just happy uh it does i do want to just bring up real quick it looks exactly like a mogwai from gremlins though yeah sure they Mm -hmm. stole that from chris wallace who was the original special effects but it also does look like what yoda would look like little it does but it is kind (laughs) of so that means that originally yoda inspired mogwais to then inspire baby yoda holy shit full circle big old circle um but yeah i did like and I love, I love gremlins. Puppets. Practical. Yeah. If you want to watch some practical effect puppets, watch, watch gremlins. gremlins. Hell yeah. I love practical effects because they really do make you think. I mean, one of my all-time favorite movies in the whole entire universe is Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And people had to leave during shooting. Yeah. So they had to just bring in people. Totally. And sure, you can tell, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, really, only like the second time you watch it, the first time you're a little too freaked out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think like horror films, especially, one of the biggest reasons it's my favorite is if you rely on CGI for horror movies, you get the boot. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Audiences don't accept it. They want to see the real blood. They yeah. want to see the the gouging. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that they just want to see. <laughs> they want to see the gouging. The gouging. <laughs> like, if there's a killer, they want the knife to go in. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to do special effects. But I think what makes special effects so actually special is someone had to think of how does this work in the world? Mm-hmm. How do we make something real yeah. when it's fake? Yeah. But if you're making something fake into more fake... Yeah. You're going to notice. You're going to notice that it doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. None of it is is that great. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be times when you need it. We can't have superhero movies without CGI. Yeah. I'm terrified what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to look like in 25 years, though. Because they use CGI. They use CGI well, I think. Mm-hmm. Where it's not so like in your face, mm-hmm. um, 
But they use CGI for literally everything. I mean, there. if you watch CGI breakdowns, mm-hmm. you can go on YouTube. You can see breakdowns where they kind of show you the actual like, original composite plate and then oh, yeah. all the layers. There are scenes like, for instance, the if you know you saw in-game, Avengers in-game. Which you better have. I know, right? Go see it. Um, but the white suits that they wear, the quantum suits. Yes. None of them are actually wearing those suits. Weird decision. Yeah. They're not wearing the suits. There's one scene where literally um, Paul Rudd, you know, yeah. Ant-Man, he's just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. They CGI'd the quantum suit on top of that. Why? Because I don't know. Because <laughs> that seems like so much more money and effort. And I think that I think that it works now. I think this. I think we don't see the we don't see how shitty it is. I'm just afraid, you know, like 25 years from now. Yeah, we're gonna be able to tell because, like, for instance, you watch Iron first Iron Man. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know when I saw in 2008 Iron right. Man. I didn't know that his suit was entirely digital. Oh, you watch it now, bits of it, you're like, his face looks a little weird I inside mean, the suit. I I knew. Yeah, no, but like, I didn't know all the time. Oh, yeah, it's all the time except the time. for some of the mask bits. Yeah, so, but, like, yeah, so, you know, I watched it pretty recently, and yeah. it's starting to age. I should watch it again yeah, before it, it gets too old. Yeah, so I'm just afraid that, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, diss it. We've already talked about, like, what cinema and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm just afraid that oh, 25 years from now, I'm going to be looking back at these movies and showing them to my kids, and they're going to be like, damn, like, this looks bad. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. But as far as, did you hear about the Irishman, what happened recently? No. Okay. So the Irishman, de-aging technology. Yes. That's interesting. We kind of touched on it for a second. So ILM, you know, mm-hmm. industrial light and magic. Mm-hmm. They are very famous for Jurassic Park, which I would say is probably like one of the best examples of some CGI holding pretty oh, well yeah. up. I don't see that ever failing. I just, it's magical. So um, they created the technology to de-age everybody in the Irishman. Okay. okay. And it's called Flex. And they, um, that's why like the Irishman cost like over a hundred million billion dollars because they were developing yeah. while they were filming it, this technology. Mm-hmm. It's very successful. Yeah. It's highly successful. I highly recommend watching that movie. It's great. But some dude in his basement with free technology... <laughs> took the Irishman, just a rip of the Irishman from Netflix, yeah. and de-aged it further, and it looks just as good as all of the work that everybody at ILM wow. did. It looks, I would say, in some sequences, better. Wow. And it was one dude, literally in his basement, all with free software. So all he has a new job pay. now. I know, right? Hire that dude <laughs> and be like... They tracked him down N- and picked him NDA, up. NDA, <laughs> don't tell anybody your secrets. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, they had an entire division of ILM working on this new technology. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I'm not dissing their work at all. The The things that they do, there's actually a featurette on YouTube where they kind of, like, deep dive how oh, they cool. did the technology. But it is crazy that, like... Yeah. Because there's sequences in The Irishman where, like, Robert De Niro is supposed to be 21. Yeah. <laughs> he does not, even with their de-aging. I don't remember what he... He's not like 21. That yeah, age. you have to think, like, Godfather Part 2. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. so... He's gorgeous, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. But this guy nailed it. Something with Uncanny Valley is the eyes. Yes. So I, we look to humans' eyes first thing. Mm-hmm. And when those eyes aren't correct, there's something with the uncanny valley. It's a theory that the reason that it even exists, the reason why we retreat, is because 
whatever we're looking at, we think is either dead or ill. Yes. We think that that doesn't look like it's alive. It's dead. I'm an alive human. I shouldn't be around dead bodies. Run away. Like yes. that's that's one of the psychological theories behind why we have the uncanny valley, you know, reflex or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. One of the reasons why the Irishman works so well is they kept the eyes intact. Mm-hmm. Like the eyes are maybe slightly de-aged, but it's still like Robert De Niro's mm-hmm, eyeballs. Mm-hmm. This guy, he was able to do like 21-year-old Robert De Niro, eyes and all. Like he got that wow. shit. I mean, he's, oh my God. That's I, amazing. And re-Google it. Yeah. I will say though, um, with the eye thing, I think that that could also be something that we forgive a little bit more if we go far far enough in our history the original acting and things like that Mm -hmm. characters were played by masks i think we associate masks a lot easier like okay i'm supposed to say this character i'm supposed to think this thing is this character so i can see their eyes and know what they're feeling so we then can go along with whatever mask they have on so I mean, like, you can watch an, any number of horror movies and superhero movies, and if they're wearing a mask, you still know what they're feeling, even if all you see are their eyes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I know. It's like, that. it's just like, eyes are the windows to the soul. Do you know dogs also look at people in their right eye first when they look at you for the first time? Oh, really? And that's what people do when they meet people. You look at them in their right eye. Do cats do that? No. Cats don't even look at you when they see you for the first time. Because dogs are better. Because cats don't. They don't need to care. I love dogs so much. No, dogs just know how to manipulate us. Well, the They're thing- the master manipulators. Extra side note here. <laughs> um, I was watching some documentaries on animals. So, like, the idea that we domesticated dogs for our own benefit so that they could hunt with us, keep us company, keep us warm. That's all very obvious. We don't quite know why cats became domesticated. We are pretty sure they saw it as we had food. Yeah. So they came to us. They decided Uh. to domesticate themselves. (laughs) So they're smarter than dogs. I mean, um, I just want to say this. I love dogs are better than cats at the end. That's, that's the end of the discussion. But also, (laughs) cats are employed everywhere that you love. I love dogs so much. They're my precious babies. Dogs aren't employed at Disneyland. Okay, well, guess what? This is another podcast where (laughs) we debate style. What is better, dogs or cats? The great debate. Cats are at Disneyland, so they win. Okay, the dogs are awesome. He's a goofy, kind of a dog. It's like Mickey's Oh my gosh, don't get into the goofy... Okay, this is discussion. Okay, we're, gonna, we're, we're saving this. Okay. We're putting a cork on that. Back to CGI. Okay, CGI. You you opening your notes. I'm looking at my notes. You're looking at your notes. Oh well, you were talking about a, a special division working specifically on CGI work. Yeah. So for the Good Dinosaur with Pixar, yeah, they did have a big division working on new technology that came out awesome, and it also made it one of the biggest files ever still still currently one of the biggest files for any movie like digital out there. file mm-hmm. oh my god because of the technology that they came up with all of the background and where they're at in the good dinosaur is real it's taken from google imaging and google satellites so it is real in the background really mm-hmm. what if i tell you i've never seen that movie that's fine it's not that great <laughs> but the background is amazing <laughs> It's a little unfortunate. The movie's not good, but that, the movie's that, not that great. Oh, I saw those mountains and I cried. There were some. There's some <laughs> really weird uh, things about it. 
like the the background's so amazing and then you have these very cartoonish dinosaurs mm. and then also the dinosaurs know farming but it doesn't ever explain why and then there's a person <laughs> and there's also a story okay, so the, there's plot problems <laughs> we got some cat issues inside of the good dinosaur but it's like the opposite thing that's weird about it. Well, the, but the background's amazing, and it's just it. This whole division worked on this new technology, and they did figure out a way to make file sizes easier to distribute, so mm-hmm. they can use them more and more. Gotcha, gotcha. It's the same thing that happened with the original Frozen, and they were doing the ice technology. Ah, uh, okay. The new Frozen and their water. Yeah, it looks breathtaking. So well, that's why the first trailer for Frozen Two was just like water. Well, look at the water, everybody. And then suddenly, animated feet pop up, and you're like, "Wait, this yeah. is an animated movie?" Well, they kind of they did. There was those kind of like famous. I don't know how famous they are. <laughs> famous for film nerds, I guess. But uh, when they did Finding Nemo, the first Finding Nemo, they were doing tests because it was kind of like yeah. their first, you know deep dive into water so to speak yeah and uh it looked so real like they started with Mm -hmm. just backgrounds it looked so real that the directors of finding nemo were like uh can you like back it up a little bit actually you know because we're gonna have cartoon fish in this thing like we Mm -hmm. don't want it to be photo but they they at that time at the time that finding nemo was being developed yeah they were capable at least of underwater like coral reefs and just like the way the the refraction is uh they had it you know, photorealistic. But to be fair, fish look fake. Like fish that would have been fine. I mean, I'm happy like, that Jaws, they're cartoons. Jaws bothers me so much because I'm like, you thought that the shark was gonna look fake. Sharks already look fake. Yeah, but it looked pretty goddamn fake. I, they could have replaced it with a real shark. Still would have been just as fake to me. <laughs> I have something to say really quickly. Okay, mm-hmm. Jaws. Yes. Practical effects, all up in that shit. Okay, Bruce. <laughs> Big old beautiful shark. Well, he wasn't beautiful. He was a piece of shit that kept falling apart all the time. They called him the turd. He was all... <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just knew Bruce. Was like, I didn't yeah, know. that's the name of the shark, but like they, they also called him the floating turd. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he... So he... Uh, he did not look great, okay? No. And uh, this was a big movie for Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg was not Steven Spielberg, really, until after Jaws, okay? Right. I recently went to Universal Studios. Yeah. Okay, and there, if you've ever done the tour at Universal Studios, there's a Jaws experience, okay? Aww. Where little, little Bruce pops his little head up. And I was so angry when my tour guide said that it was the genius of Steven Spielberg to only show the shark for a few seconds at a time because they knew how fake it was. And I am so angry because it was Verna Fields. Yes. The editor of Jaws. Yes. That literally was like, Steven, the shark looks fake. We're not putting it in the movie that much. Yes. And Steven Spielberg was adamant that they show more of the shark because it was such a pain in the ass to film the stupid shark. That's fair. That he was like, no. We worked so hard. We worked so fucking hard filming mm-hmm. this shark. Mm-hmm. It has to be in the movie. We have to show it in the movie. Yeah. And she was like, no, it looks horrible. If you show that shark for more than like three seconds at a time, yeah, it's going to look like a joke. It's going to look silly and it's going to look dumb. Yeah. And, uh, and he agreed. And so thank God for editor Berna Fields, a goddamn right. magician who edited it in her kitchen. Gorgeous fucking woman. Um, she saved Jaws, and she, she made did. Steven Spielberg who he was. So if we go again, we're going to wear shirts that just say Verna Fields. Verna right? Fields. Remember Verna Fields. But, um, yeah, you know, That's and I think 
I think with practical effects, it's like, in that case, the practical effects weren't good enough. And I think when CGI isn't good enough yet, you need to use it in snippets. Right. And that's that's the kind of thing. It's like you need to, as a filmmaker, as artists, you need to take a step back sometimes and go, okay, what are my capabilities? What is Where is our technology at right now? And I think that's the problem is people, like we've said before, people put too much on CGI. They're sh- jumping shoulders. the shark. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but like I will say though that adds to my my theory. CGI just makes us lazy. They found a workaround for Jaws. Don't show them as much. Yeah, that had to have been an in the moment type of decision. Totally. Whereas this the idea like I want to fix it in post like that is lazy. Fix it now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You broke it. You fix it now. You can't just leave a smashed mirror on the ground. You got to pick it up, yep. and dispose of it if you have to, or glue it back together. <laughs> like, you can't just leave it there. You can't say, I'm get to it in post. You're... Next time we're on a set, I really hope at some point you can be like, fix it now. Fix it now. <laughs> Um, that's that's my my, <laughs> my stage manager in me. Fixit, fixit now. I hundred percent agree. I mean, I I do. Um, I love CGI animation. Yes, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball of cheese. And it is <laughs> in the realm of just nonstop getting better, mm-hmm. and to the point where if you watch a CGI movie from ten years ago, now if the whole thing is CGI, it doesn't look as bad as a movie that has the mix of the people and the CGI. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like The Incredibles still looks fairly incredible. A yeah. little plasticky. There's some, yeah, but but like it's not as noticeable as the Scorpion know, King. Like the Scorpion King. <laughs> no, sorry, that was bad from the beginning. <laughs> Do you know why they had to make the the movie The Scorpion King after they did the um, the horrible mummy? After they did the mummy, mummy two, right? Is that one? Yeah, it's be? mummy two. It's I think. mummy two. Yeah. Uh, after mummy two, they had they made an entire Scorpion King movie. Yes, they Do did. You know why? The Rock, for some reason? What about? Because The Rock was like, I'm only in this and have three lines. The rest <laughs> of it is just CGI. Yeah. So can I have a movie? Oh, my God. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, sure, you're The Rock. Yeah. That's what, come on. He was You're Dwayne. paying him millions of dollars. I, Maybe just make a whole nother movie. I love how originally it was like The Rock was in movies. Then he was credited as Dwayne The, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Johnson. Now he's just Dwayne Johnson. What a magical little transition we got there. Beautiful. His career path is unlike anything yes, it is. <laughs> I ever thought was possible. And now it's becoming more like John Cena's heading that direction. I don't know if John Cena's the rock, though. He's so funny. He's like, funny, but... But not in movies. I think when he is playing his own personal character, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the be- He's so deadpan. And that's an art he's that pretty, is just he's not cute, out there anymore. There's something about Ooh, Dwayne. We see him do the, like, when people on YouTube, they go to that channel and they have all the questions that Google's searching for. Oh, yeah, Wired. Autocomplete. Wired, yeah, autocomplete. That, for him, was the best deadpan mm. humor. And that's going away, and it's unfortunate. Wow. I got a special place in my heart for Dwayne. So we touched on a little bit earlier dead actors being brought back to life. And we miss you. Yeah. But you should stay dead. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, so um, I highly recommend Googling it. I'm following this project because I just want to see where the fuck it's going to go. But there are um, some filmmakers and they're coming out with a new movie called Finding Jack. <sighs> okay. Um, and 
this movie will star James Dean. Ugh. This new movie will star James Dean. It's so frustrating that this movie is going to star James Dean. Okay, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry for those James Dean fans out there, but I don't think any role <laughs> requires the artistic prevalence of James Dean. Those whole two movies where you can <laughs> totally tell why he's there. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bust at Griffith Park. That's good enough. Um, so this is a quote from the directors of the film. So they said, we searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which has some extreme complex character arcs. And after months of research, we decided on James Dean. Ugh. It, 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 I want to scream. There are nine billion people on planet Earth. You couldn't find one person. And the phrasing, we search, you no. didn't audition no. people? No. You uh, realized... Money. Money. Because guess what? This is a goddamn genius move. Because either... People are going to be so excited to see James Dean again in a movie, even though it's not. It's another actor who is going to have sort of the body type of James Dean that they're going to put his face on top of. And then they're going to have another actor who sounds like James Dean, ADR the whole fucking thing. They couldn't find an actor just to do it, okay? But the classic art of a 50s actor <laughs> where all you had to do was be handsome. Handsome and angry. That's it. Toxic relationships glisten over the top of all 1950s. Extreme man. complex character arc. Okay. It's a win-win, though. Because, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Either you have people who are excited to see James Dean again, mm -hmm. or you have people like us who are ready to see whatever shit show weird shit is going to go down in this movie. Ooh, I'm not seeing this movie. I'm going to... I'm I'm I am yeah. not seeing this movie. Cat, this is like cats for me. I mean, I was excited for cats, and then I heard how horrible it was and it looked like a nightmare, and because it was a nightmare, I wanted to see it. I think it's so insulting to bring actors back from the dead. It just... It isn't nice to the actors, because it's not them. First off, they didn't say yes. Yeah, some of them the estate yes. of James Dean said yes. Yeah, which is un unfair. We have no idea what he would have said about this film project or anything in general. He was a very solitary person and didn't live very long, unfortunately. So who knows if his taste would have changed. It's all... And you're already paying actors to be there. Just get an actor. It's insulting saying you're not even a good enough actor, but here, be this other person. Mm -hmm. So awful. There's only one time that I think it was fine to bring somebody back from the dead because it was like showing feeling for the loss of the actor during Fast and Furious. Yeah, like, absolutely. And it was his brother, it was and his it was brother. very emotional, and it was a point that they were trying to respect him. Mm -hmm. Any other time that I've heard of an actor coming back from the dead, it's been insulting. Yeah. It's CGI off the rails, you know, and it and it's it is kind of as somebody who also acts, it is like a little disconcerting like we're in this sort of like reboot culture, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing stuff being regurgitated and and you know, all this stuff. Like it's a nightmare to think that like in the future, what are we going to have? Like, in a hundred years, is Brad Pitt still going to be starring? Is Tom Cruise still going to be? Are they going to make a horror movie with Vincent Price? Yeah, that could happen if the right people agree to it. And and that's the thing. It's I didn't like, realize how easy I'd become a murderer. 
like, yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing. I think we both kind of agree, right? That like CGI is good when there's practical storytelling reasons to do it. Right. And when you can be like Verna and realize when maybe you don't need to show the whole shark the whole time. Right. I would like to end on another quote by the good old Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen, yes. During the filming of The Hobbit, he said, In order to shoot the dwarves and the large Gandalf, we couldn't be in the same set. All I had for company was 13 photographs of the dwarves on top of stands with little lights. Whoever's talking would flash. Pretending you're with 13 other people when you're on your own stretches your technical ability to the absolute limits. I cried. I actually cried. Then I said out loud, this is not why I became an actor. Unfortunately, the microphone was on and the whole studio heard. Man. I mean, they could have filmed that with the actors even around him. It just makes me, I mean, first off, if I was present when Serene McKellen said that. I would have cried. I would still be crying years after. (laughs) I could never hurt that beautiful man. Oh, my God. It's just, I love him so much. It's like, why couldn't they have been there? Yeah. Even just offset on a microphone or something, reading their lines, they could have made it feel real for the actors yeah. and real for the participants. Yeah. Instead, it looks like CGI and it feels like CGI. Yeah. I hate how it feels like nowadays practical effects have become like a parlor trick. Like they're the thing that's like, you know, like, oh, my God. They did it practically, you know. It's Mary Poppins pulling things out of that bag from yeah. that table. It is a magic trick, and yeah. it should be glorified yeah. instead of, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, uh, I I will drop, I'm going to drop a recommendation. Do it. So any work by uh, the director, Michelle Gajri, I, I highly recommend. He started in music videos mm-hmm. originally, um, like so many great directors have. And yeah, he did A Tormal Sunshine with Spotless Mind. Uh, he recently did Kidding. Um, he is known for his use of practical effects. Yes. He uses almost exclusively practical effects in all of his films and mm-hmm. his television show as well. I feel like it's sad that you have to like point at people mm-hmm. and be like those are the champions of this art form, but like that's unfortunately kind of where we're we're at yeah. right now. So, once again, I am not sh- shading CGI. It is needed. There in are areas. CGI artists. It's just yeah, you don't have to fix it in post. Just just fix it now. Fix it now. You better use that next time we're on set together. <laughs> I will. Fix it now. Fix it now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. I don't know if we like, we just talked and that was good. It was good. And it was about a thing I find very near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. So let us know in the comments what movies you think uh, shouldn't have used CGI or maybe like what you would have done to make something better. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you all or... Or you'll hear us? You'll hear us all next week. Okay. We'll talk, talk to you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.